on all things Spurs. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody, welcome to a new episode of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, delighted to say, and I'm thrilled, delighted, over the moon in fact, joining me today because I didn't think he was going to be, it's my partner in crime, Matt. Mate, I'm, I'm glad you sound enthusiastic because, you know, there's not much to be enthusiastic about being a Spurs fan at the moment, no, so you're, you're, bring, no. you're bringing some, some kind of infusion. <laughs> I am, yeah, I, I am, like I've, I've decided to just go for it, embrace, <laughs> embrace the position we're in and just be over the top like, yay, isn't it great? <laughs> It reminds me of when we were allowed to go watch football in crowds. Remember that? Oh my god! Do you, do you know? Yeah, do you know, weird. Do you know? Funny enough, um, I I saw someone on on uh, at work uh, yesterday, and you know, you because obviously work on the railway, people do different jobs, so you're always bumping into new people. Yeah. And I was chatting to a guy and, and discovered that he liked football. So mm. then was it was the dreaded question, what team yeah. to support? And, and I know it may be a bit more difficult. It, it may be easier for you where you, where you are because I know obviously you're not yeah. in London. <laughs> but here, it's just that kind of please don't say Chelsea, please don't say Oz. Yeah. So he said, "Oh, I'm a Spurs fan." I went, "I'm a Spurs," and it's just I love it. I love it when you encounter. Us. And, and so we was obviously talk, uh, started chatting about football. And uh, I said, "Do you go often?" He went, "Oh, I don't. I don't go that that, that often." To be honest, he said. But, but I said to him, "Do you know what?" I, I'm trying to remember the last time I went. I was like, of course it was the the, the uh, Leipzig game, and next yeah. month that's going to be an entire year ago yeah. since the last time any fans, well, we'll say any fans because I know the Arsenal well, game. Last time you, yeah. but a decent amount of fans have been able to watch a game. You know, yeah, it's just a it's a weird thing. It really it is. is a weird thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I I remember back when we were allowed in stands and we were particularly rubbish for a little while uh, pre Pochettino. And um, I remember being at a, a game where we celebrated a corner like it was a goal, just for fun. That's um, <laughs> so like at the moment. It was, about, it? It, was, it was about 3,000 of us just went mental. And I remember, because at the time we were all laughing, you know, it all kind of happened, everyone had a good laugh, and then we went back to the game. But I, I, I always thought afterwards, imagine being on that pitch, and you're walking across the table. I think we were like 4-0 down to Stoke or something stupid <laughs> like that. I can't remember. But imagine being the guy walking across the table corner and your own fans have basically just ripped the piss so bad oh god yeah 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 i mean entertained us anyway <laughs> and nothing else was entertaining us that day so uh but yeah no, um no. i mean i've got a list of things to talk about um none of them i really want to go <laughs> over but i think i think okay. it's my my duty my solemn duty to do yes. it yes um oh yeah <laughs> I um so yeah normally we put a post out by the way as well we normally put a post out on the uh, Facebook page or Instagram to say hey give us your comments and ideas Uh, I haven't done that this week and it is deliberate Um, not because I shy away from people being manically depressive because that's fine (laughs) we're all in the same boat but it's more a case of there are certain things I want to talk about this week and I want to try my best to work my way through them without distracting myself Yes, fair enough. So if you've got a great question this week, save it. (laughs) We will be back doing that next week. Uh, But I want to kick off with then, so the first thing on my list is the Man City defeat. Uh, We lost 3-0 to Man City, for anyone who just decided to avoid the whole thing. (laughs) Wise Um, move. (laughs) Yeah, abject failure. Um, A really poor performance. Uh, We looked okay for like 10 minutes in three different patches if that makes sense yeah right. uh, but overall in the game it was men against boys it was attack versus defense it was everything that we've come to know from this current tottenham side uh summed up in a 90 minutes of oh look i wonder how many man city you're gonna get um <laughs> i uh, the, the i'm trying to word this politely i think it was crap. Yeah. Um, there's no two ways about that. And 
I, I'm wondering, I want to put it to you, I think you were working, so you never had to endure the game, did you? I know, they, they were, I've never been more pleased to be at work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I was envious of you, to be honest. Um, so, putting, putting this sort of right there in a moment, I mean, Man City, in this game, in my humble opinion, and it is just my opinion, I know others will disagree, because that's the nature of football, they didn't look like they got out of second gear against us. They looked like they were literally able to shred us at will. Um, Jose can blame us being tired and he can blame a penalty. But the reality is we offered very little, if anything. Mm. Um, and they they didn't look overly... Warped. They were missing some players that will be back for the League Cup final even rested a couple of players against us. I can't quite decide how I feel about that. Wow. Um, so they, they beat us easily. We got the League Cup final coming up against them. I think all of us have kind of had this thing in our minds, which is we've had a bit of a... We've had a bit of a thing over Man City for the last couple of seasons um, where we've kind of... They've dominated us, but we've beat them. And I think going into this league game, I was kind of thinking to myself, we've been pretty poor... But we have got, you know, we have got a little bit of a thing on them. We have got a bit of a psychological kind of edge. And my mind was like, well, that's really going to help us in this League Cup final. Because Man City are so experienced in finals. They've won the League Cup, I think, three years in a row or the last two. I think it's three out of the last four, I think, they've won. Yeah, yeah, nuts. (laughs) So they're used to this. This is their trophy in their eyes. So they're, you know, they're there. We're famously great in finals, of course. He lied casually. Um, so I kind of thought, you know, it's going to help us a little bit, but the fact they've just tranced us three nil, I mean, that's kind of gone now. That's, you know, that, that little ray of hope I had in my brain is now vanished. So I said something yesterday, which I never thought I'd say in my entire life. And don't get me wrong. I don't think I'm going to stick to this, but I was chatting to my, my friend who's a fellow Spurs fan about Tottenham and everything at the moment. And he said, well, I mean, he brought up the fact that he genuinely believes that Jose needs to go. And I was just like, oh, well, look, regardless of my opinion on that, whilst we've got a cup final coming, that's not going to happen. And then I find myself thinking about this. Mate, I don't even know if I want to watch it. Really? We're we're in a cup final, and genuinely, I'm not excited. I, I have no interest in watching us play in that game. And I know that when we get to it, of course I'm going to watch it. I know I will, but for me to even feel that at all is weird. Hmm. I, I do, really I, I do know exactly what you mean, and and it's it's kind of. Um, I know we, we talk about it quite a lot uh, when you and I re, um, reminisce about yeah. days gone by, but it, we're in a very similar situation to the George Graham era, aren't we? Yep. We we we, we really are. I mean, you can't you can't get away from that. You know, we're, no. we're playing dull dull football, but just like then, we was in a league cup final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're you're right. Look, I, I I've got no enthusiasm for watching Spurs at all. I mean, like you know, we've we've got we've got um, the Europa League game tonight, haven't we? It's tonight. Yeah. And then we've got West Ham on the weekend. I I don't neither of those games are like I I watch them, but I don't. I'm not looking forward to them, no, because you no, just I'm know you, you know what's gonna you know what it's gonna. It's it's like you know and 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 I know again it's something we talk about quite often. But with with Pochettino, even I'd suggest towards the end of his tenure with us, we'd have a bad game. Maybe we'd get beaten by Man City away or something like that. But I'd always look forward to the next game because I'd always think, well, the next game, I'm sure we'll be fine. Yeah. But we are seeing game after game after game of dross. I, I, look, I appreciate that we we won um, we won recently. I'm trying to remember now. That's how much I'm trying to blank Spurs yeah, out my mind. We, we, we beat a very very crap West Brom team. Go. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who, to be honest with you, and and I said this to Dan and our admin team. I don't know how much of that was we improved or they were just that much worse. They were awful, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, th- I think it was that. I mean, yeah, if, if, they'd, if they'd have had a decent, uh, you know... Striker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That they, it probably would have been a different game, yeah. But, it, 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 look, I, I know people don't want to put the podcast on and listen to us complain the whole time, but I know we're all going mm. through the same thing at the, at the moment. And I, I don't... 
it's really difficult because I, I really don't want to have that knee-jerk um, thought process with Mourinho. It's like, you know, the, the, it's almost like the, I don't want us to be like Chelsea, you know. Mm. But but I guess it works for Chelsea because they go through their managers like like hot, a knife with hot butter, uh, hot yeah. knife with butter. But it works. They've got trophies coming out of their ears, you know, and they've obviously but got. But they money also to... spend money yeah. on players like yeah, you know, throwing away candy or throwing away the oil wealth of Russia. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but it's it's at some point at some point it something has to change. I mean, if it's going to carry on like this. Something's clearly not working, is it? Something's clearly no, not working. Not. Yeah. So, and it's funny because, you know, I've I've, I've been of the, of the mindset: look, if we get rid of him, then who are we, who are we going to replace him with? But I know there's been the the suggestion. I think you mentioned it, and it's sort of gathered yeah. pace on Twitter. But the, but the Leipzig guy, I mean, like I said to you on the chat, you know, this I've, yeah. when I went when I saw Spurs play Leipzig, you, you, it almost felt like watching a Pochettino Spurs the way we, you know, so. Yeah. Possibly, I'd even. It's that thing, isn't it? We always talk about me and you, which is trophies versus good football. And I yeah. think we're probably at the point at the moment, Spurs fans, where we're like, stick the League Cup. Let's just. Can we just enjoy watching <laughs> Spurs again? You know? it's, it's so difficult because there are different factions of Spurs fans. Um, you know, people who were screaming for Pochettino to be fired. Like, I, I wasn't. I, I was. I looked at it and I I knew that we were in a bad place, and but I laid the blame for that solely on the fact that the squad, and and if you remember, Pochettino for two years was saying we need to sign players. Mm. <laughs> you yeah, know, of this course. is this squad needs to be chopped and changed. Like you know, I'm I'm currently making you know, wine from water here. <laughs> <laughs> this is you know lemonade from lemons. This is getting ridiculous. Mm. Um, and, and it didn't come and you know they, he made the decision where he, had, he either had to back Pochettino massively and the thing that people seem to misunderstand about backing a manager isn't just about here's 500 million quid go nuts it's about supporting him in his decisions in terms of the squad and people leaving like Toby Alderweireld for example didn't want to stay under Pochettino those two didn't see eye to eye um, after the contract kind of ramblings that went on. So Pochettino wanted him to go. It never happened. Yeah, in, in the best will in the world, Toby Alderweireld was one of the best defenders in the Premier League at that point. There were plenty of teams who would have signed him and we could have got money from him and, you know, Pochettino... And once you lose that ability as the manager of dictating who is in your squad... Do you remember one of his final press conferences or like going into our, his last season with us, he said, don't call me a manager anymore. That's right. clearly not. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm just a coach mm. because I get no say in who's in my squad. I mean, he towed the company line so much and was such a good spokesperson for the club in every sense that when, when he said that and when he went broke away from that, it felt like, oh wow, <laughs> he's he's really hit the wall with this. Yeah. Um, with, with Jose Mourinho, when he first when he first came, I think me and you had a conversation actually on the podcast, which people can go back and listen to, which is along the lines of we had all of these kind of fears of what it would be, but then we kind of went, but do you know what, you know, this is a fresh start, and I don't think because a lot of people now are kind of like. Uh, I never wanted him, I hated him, he's, he's Chelsea, get him out of my club. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with the fact that plenty of us went, you know what, clean slate, let's see what you can do. Yeah, of course. And I've, and I've sat back, and I think even now, I'm kind of in this position where, you know, I think two, three weeks ago, I said to you, we're still in every competition and we're still within striking distance of the top four. It's a weird season, you know, Let's see where we are in a few weeks' time. Now, where we are now is, yes, we've left the FA Cup. We are in the Europa League. We have a, a chance at a trophy with the League Cup. And again, we are actually still in striking distance of the top four, believe it or not. The game in hand being one puts us one point off, you know. So it's all it's all kind of still there, still simmering. 
But I watched uh, Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville do a segment. It was about 10 minutes long, Monday Night Football, talking about Tottenham and basically talking about their opinion of where we are, the tactics, etc. And they said a few things which I think really hit home to me, so I wanted to share it on the podcast for anyone who didn't hear it. One is, and it's something I think you might have picked up on as well, which is when you play a style or when you have a whole mentality that you're result-driven... You know, like, it doesn't matter how attractive the football is because we win. Mm. The minute you stop winning, you're, you're, you're dead. You know, you're nailed yeah. because you've got nothing to fall back on. You said that about Pochettino, which is under his team, even when we lost a game, everyone felt, ah, oh, we had a good crack at that. Or if we had a game where we generally were awful, we knew the next game we wouldn't be. Because you had that, you were so used to seeing that in that team. You had something to fall back on. You knew the team was a good team, generally, anyway, and they would play good football again in the next game, even if they had a crap one today. With this, it is it is results-driven. So we beat West Brom 2-0, and most of the fans walked away from that like, yeah, well, you know, three points, we needed that. But the fact that we then lose again, lose again, it's a problem. When you make everything about winning and then you're not winning, that's an issue. Um, Another thing that he picked up on is just about how we haven't actually changed the way we're playing. A lot of people have sort of looked at this and gone, he's chopped and changed formations, he's done this. Yeah, the formation has chopped and changed, but our style of counter-attack has not. Jose's setup and the way he wants us to play has not changed. If he puts his strongest team out there, Kane is still dropping in deep, Sun's still trying to run in behind. The key difference is every team watched us decimate Man United, watched us decimate Southampton with it, and went, well, when we play Tottenham, we can't let them do that. Mm. And what is shocking to me is in a, in a coach is as good as Jose Mourinho is, and someone who for years and years and years all of us is regarded as, you know, a tactical masterclass in what he does, we're not seeing that at all. You know, and I, I refuse to believe that a, a professional group of footballers of Premier League and international level are unable to grasp changes in tactics. Even if he was the manager of, you know, whoever, you, you'd find it hard to believe that professionals struggle with that. So, so what the hell is going on with it? You know, it, it doesn't make sense. If if a, if you play a certain way every time and teams adjust to stop you. Remember that? Remember when it was levied at Pochettino, he had no plan B. Mm. You know, and Pochettino was quite well. I don't need one, but when we play Plan A well enough, we win. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I want teams to worry about us. Here, here we are. This is our formation. This is how we play. Try and stop us because we're that good. Like Leeds, basically. Are they like a Bielsa yeah, place? Yeah. Leeds, Leeds. Yeah, you'll yeah. yeah. never change. No, that that philosophy will never. They don't change the way they play. If they're eight nil down in a game compared to if they're four nil up, yep. they just play the same mm-hmm. way all the time. And sometimes you look at it and think you're mental, you know, because <laughs> you're getting tore apart. Yeah. And other times you think, "Wow, it's genius! Yeah. <laughs> They've just played this team off the park." Yeah. And that's the kind of Leeds level that they're at at the moment. And if they are able to invest, stay up, and put in better players in certain positions, they'll look even better. You know, they'll they'll get more and more wins and less losses, but. With us, you're kind of just watching it, trying to work out. It's like if Harry Kane doesn't do something special, if Sonny doesn't finish when he does get in behind, we don't score. You know, there's there's nothing else there. There's no other pattern of play, no other cohesive attacking movement, nothing there. And they broke it down in this analysis of just like how the stats have dropped off. And... You cannot expect, no matter how world-class Kane is and no matter how world-class Sonny is, you cannot expect them to be peak Ronaldo and Messi every bloody week. Mm-hmm. It's, it's impossible. And when you build a whole game plan around them being that, it's mad. You know, you go back over some of the results where we've ended up drawing and some of the results like the Liverpool game uh, where we lost, I think it was 2-1 with their last-minute winner... Um, and Kane missed a header a little bit earlier. These are examples of where, if we'd been more clinical, or like on a different day, these had gone in, 
our results and our form, etc., will be completely different. And for a time, it's, even on this podcast, I pointed that out. I was like, you know, we are a little bit of luck, you know, difference between this one point we've got or three. You know, we're a post-whip away, we're this, that away. But as time goes on and more time goes on and more games go on and those draws have now become defeats, which they have, I, I'm not sure what exactly is going to happen next. And I've become so disengaged with watching us. You know, I, I'm really no motivation to watch us at all, which kind of brings us full circle to what I was saying. But also ties into a message we had. And I don't know if you saw this. It came to our Facebook page. I may have picked up so you didn't see it. But a message comes from Paul Wilshire. So, Paul, if you're listening, hello, Paul. Hopefully I've said your name right. Um, well, I definitely know i got Paul right. <laughs> Paul Wilshire says, Hi, I listen and laugh to your podcast every week. Good start. Strong start. If you want me to read you out, you got to start with a compliment. <laughs> As you mentioned last week, it is getting very hard to be positive at the moment. I am sure I am the same as a lot of other fans that get pissed off but cannot help watch again. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, But this is the first time in my life supporting Spurs that I am actually turning it off. The interest is just dying. I've been trying to figure out why this is, as there have been bad Spurs teams in the past. Oh my word, haven't there? Uh, I think watching the Man City game, it struck me. It's not the interest in Spurs, it's actually football in general. VAR, for me, after that penalty, has made me realise it's really killing the game. But it's not just VAR, but not VAR as I think it is needed. It is the dickheads watching it. Would be great to know your thoughts and get a mention on the podcast. There you go. There you go. His point there about... The decision-making and refereeing standards, I, th- I think it's a valid point, and it can really make you disengage um, with, you know, with, with football in general. And I'm wondering what you think to this, so I'll, I'll shut up in a second and <laughs> let you talk. I think no fans has a massive part as well in us feeling disengaged. What do you think? Compl- agree. No. Oh, is that? Sorry, I thought you was going to go to another point. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm literally going to hand it to you now because Paul. I think Paul makes a valid point. I think Paul, um, he's struggling to to feel the engagement the same as us, and I, I think his point around VAR. But I, I genuinely believe that the VAR situation is frustrating because we're looking at it and we can't understand that when a referee looks at a replay five times, he still doesn't see what we see and what the pundits see and what everyone else who watched football their entire lives can mm. see. It's like, it's like when a referee made a mistake in a game before VAR, you kind of went, Oh, well he saw it quick or that bloke was in the way. Uh, why, you know, why aren't the linesman helping him here? Mm. You know, you kind of had this feeling of, Oh, that's, that's annoying, but it's human error. When they go and watch it on a monitor, <laughs> and and you're sat there going, "Oh, well, this is going to be a penalty." Look, he absolutely broke his legs. What? He, no. What? Yeah. Hello. What? It actually almost winds you up more than if you just if the referee just made a mistake in the game. I I think it heightens the anger level. <laughs> yeah, it it does. Look, and uh, I I think that the the word I'm looking for for how it feels watching football at the moment. And I've mentioned, I've said this yeah. word before, it's just sterile. It just feels really yeah. sterile. You know, you've, you've got no fans in there, like, uh, like Paul said, and uh, with a VAR as well. So it, it just, <clears throat> I, I, I tell you what, do, do you know when you watch uh, football pre-VAR? Like, yeah. you know, um, or even when you watch a match that doesn't have VAR in it, you know, like yeah. if you if you, if you you go down the, the levels, I mean, it's not in the it's not in the championship, is it? Or it's only the Premier League at the moment, isn't no. it? Yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. so you watch a championship game or or a League One or League Two game, and it's all you almost feel like you're reminiscing, you know, like yeah. about how the, the good old days. <laughs> and and, and, I, and I, look, <clears throat> I appreciate. I know, I know what I know why VAR has been brought in. It, it's been brought in to to eradicate mistakes that that that, that do annoy people. You know, like there's, there's been times. What would be a good example? So when we played 
Stoke in the um, League Cup quarterfinals yeah. and Sun scored and it was ruled offside and it wasn't offside and yeah. VAR would have corrected that and made it a goal sure. when you see that you're like well, that was a goal like you know but so so that I do appreciate why VAR is there but if VAR didn't exist at all then we wouldn't have got irritated with the Sun incident against Stoke it just VAR wouldn't be a thing you know like so if you if you imagine just click your fingers and then VAR vanishes no one's ever ever realized it was ever there it's just something that has never existed then you'll never yeah. get annoyed about uh, um you'll never get annoyed about the fact that that should have been caught that you like well, so you, you so something's offside you'll go oh that was that wasn't offside the replay but there's nothing you can do about it you know that's exactly, the point i'm trying to make yeah. like whereas now you're kind of like well there should have been var there if var didn't exist then you just have to accept it you know and that was part of the game and it was just one of those things that, that, that I've said before was just it normally just come like these things just come around like you know you'd, you'd have a dodgy yeah. decision go your way next game it'd go the opposite way that's just how it was yeah. you know it it, yeah, it, um, it takes away sorry, you know you know, yeah. you know you know it makes me it, it's a bit like because I know you you we, we talk about um we, we've had conversations when we've been talking a bit about VAR about you know I know you you as a rugby man have talked yeah. about that and, I, and I've mentioned it obviously with the cricket I think yeah. to an extent maybe not rugby but I guess with cricket is that with, with the replays they have in cricket it fits the game like cr- cricket well did you see the cricket second test England India did you see the decision on VAR I didn't know I'm calling it VAR for cricket. Yeah, now, but that's way, what. It, yeah. So, so in the second test of cricket, and apologies if you hate cricket, just like hum to yourself for thirty <laughs> seconds. Um, so basically, England reviewed a decision because they said it was cool. And what had happened is the batsman had come forward, the ball had hit his pad, but then rolled up the pad and hit the glove, and then got caught, which is out. Yeah, they yeah, count the glove as part of the bat. Yeah. It's on the bat. Mm. So they made the appeal. The the television official watched the replay, saw there was no bat involved with the ball hitting the pad and just stopped the replay and said, no, not out. No way. So England are going mental saying, why is he stopped? Yeah. You know, we were appealing because of this. And the umpire said, well, that's not what you said. You said court. And he was like, yeah, yeah but you it said has... court. Yeah. And you've got to let it run on. So then they referred it back again and he, he ran it and he said, oh no, the ball's going down leg side. It's not LBW. And they're like, again, that's not what we're claiming for. So the game carried on. Now, luckily, the guy was bowled out two balls later. There is a rumour that when the stumps left the ground, the bowler turned to the umpire and said, is he out this time? I don't know if that's true. Yeah. I want it to be. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so they then gave England the review back. So like England management obviously went mental and the match referee stepped in and went, look, yeah, that's an error. We'll give it back. But if that guy had gone on and knocked like another hundred runs or something, getting your review back ain't going to help. No, of course not. <laughs> but anyway, so, so that's just an example from the cricket thing. But with football, one of the things I, I see talked about a lot, especially on Twitter, is they we all feel that like, okay, VAR is in the game now. It is there. It actually feels like it's highlighted to us that whereas in the past we used to go, oh, you know, the referee happened really quickly, he's made a mistake. We're now looking at it because we see the replays and going, the standard of officiating is atrocious. Yeah, which is which is kind of <laughs> defeats the object of having it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the whole idea of VAR was to raise the level of decision-making. Now, do you remember in the World Cup 2018, VAR come in and there was like penalties like crazy at the start? Mm, that's right. And me and you, because we started this podcast in that World Cup, and me and you were watching those games and we were talking about how it was nuts. But when it got into the knockout stages, that dried up because guess what? Defenders realised if you wrestle strikers to the ground, you're going to get a penalty given against you yeah. with VAR. And so it stopped. I'm watching the game the other night with Glenn Hoddle, and bless him, he's God in socks to me. He can never do anything wrong, even when he is a prat. <laughs> and he says, as this defender manhandles this striker to the ground and nothing's given, he says, oh, anywhere else on the pitch, that's a foul. I just don't know how we can stamp that out of the game. And I'm like, it ain't fucking rocket yeah, science, of course. Glenn. Yeah. The referee gives the freaking penalty. Yeah. <laughs> because if it happens every sodding week, they're going to stop doing it. Yeah, of course. It's like the pass back rule. I am old enough to remember football before 
the pass-back rule. Pass-back rule, before football, you just rolled it back to your keeper, he'd pick it up, lump it out the field. Wonderful yeah. football. It was Liv- it. Liverpool, Wimbledon. wasn't it? Liverpool was the ones yeah. that kept doing it all the time, didn't they? Grobelar. Yeah. yeah, you remember him. Yeah. <laughs> so, when that rule came in, you know, you now got to head it back to the keeper or off your shoulder, or, I don't know, or pretend like you didn't mean to hit it back yeah. to him. Yeah. But, but basically, the keeper can't handle the ball when you pass it back. That was a rule that came in. And for the first, what, five, six games of the season that season, it was free kicks central. Indirect free kicks given every freaking week. That's right. Lo and behold, after that happened, because every time it happened, an indirect free kick happened, it stopped happening. <laughs> <laughs> it is not rocket science. If you actually enforce the freaking rules, yep, yep. it stops. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a rule that if a player mouths off and goes mental at the referee, he can march the free kick 10 yards further forward. In rugby, they brought that rule in. Because everyone goes on about, oh, rugby players always go on how respectful they are to the ref. They never used to be. Mm. They brought this rule in and rugby referees use it. So if you turn around the ref, go, oh, fair fuck, oh, it's 10 yards. Go on, keep talking. Mm-hmm. 10 yards yep. keep talking yep, yep. <laughs> and and that happened for like half a season and it doesn't happen now now if you see any player do it at all the next thing they do is sorry 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 yeah yeah you want you want footballers to clean up their act so they don't like shout you know don't get me wrong shout off for fuck's sake or something like that that's fine that's in the moment and i think most referees with any common sense know that's just a gut reaction to a decision going against you I'm talking about the ones that almost square up to the refs. You know, the ones that are like shouting in their faces. That that ain't good. <laughs> that ain't an example you want to set for kids watching the game. No, of course. And if the referees just went, yeah, you've, you're done. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, 10 yards. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it'd stop because every manager in the country would throttle their players for doing it. Yeah, completely. Did you? Did, it just reminded me, Sam. Did you see that video clip? I think it was in the, was it the championship when, when one of the, the ref- referees squaring up to the player. <laughs> That's yeah, what turned up for the book. in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mad. Yeah, I, I always, I always loved those clips in like um, Korea and J- Japan and stuff, where the referees basically get involved in a fight. I'm like, wow, <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah, that's what we need. Not, not <laughs> that will change so things. Basically, we, we get a load of referees that are cage fighters, and that just stop everything. <laughs> yeah. Like blows the whistle, and both teams go, "We're sorry for what we did." Yeah, whatever you're telling us. Yeah, sorry. We agree. Totally on us. Yeah, there we go. We've just solved it. You don't need VAR. No, you cool. put just Chuck Liddell scary in as a referee. Yeah, just like some absolute psychopaths as referees. Like, yeah, are, are you going to send me off? No, I'll see you after. Oh bloody hell! Just send me off. Yeah, no, yeah, we've we'll solved it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> me and you could solve water wars problems. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Right, um, uh, a quick thing I want to do as well. So we had that message from Paul Wilshire, which I really appreciated. Um, we've had, which again, I, I'm, it's really kind. Uh, the last week, I've had more emails from people than I've ever had when doing this podcast. Um, we, I know Instagram have had a couple of messages as well, and I want to say a big thank you to everybody. I'm sorry I'm not reading them all out, and it's not an affront to anyone. It's just purely there's certain things I want to talk about on the show today. Um, and I know what I'm like. I go off on tangents. I've already done it like 10 times. I mean, I was just talking about MMA fighters as referees, for God's sake. <laughs> so I want to try and best. But I did want to just say a massive thank you, because as a lot of people who have emailed me pointed out, I do have a dickhead who emails me every week tell me how crap I am and how much he hates me. Um, and if you're out there, Dad, thanks. Uh, but so I had loads uh, this week just people chatting people asking how I am um, people asking how we all are and uh, generally saying how much they enjoy the show how much how stupid and funny it can be and stuff so I just want to say every message you sent via Facebook Instagram uh, email I've read them all so thank you yeah thank Um, you really appreciate it um, it is Europa League day as we record this it is Thursday the 18th of February Um, we play a team who I originally thought was from Germany, but they're from Austria <laughs> because Sky Sports. Read You're out not the, the only one, team. Sam. It's just you, you just got to put a, a no. ergo on the end, and it's. <laughs> yeah, I got so so I I posted because they're um in there. It's called Wolfsburg, but they're it's the team's Wolfsburger, and I know Wolfsburg, but spelt different: B E R G, not B U R G. 
So when I posted the fixture one and the draw was made, I did it exactly how UEFA did it on Twitter, which is Wolfsburg, B-E-R-G, not Burger. Man, people lost their damn minds at me. Like, <laughs> oh, you've done the wrong team. I'm like, seriously, I- I've just done. Look, I'll link you to Look. the UEFA draw. Look what yeah. it says. <laughs> Oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> you can't win them all. But it is no. Europa League Day, and I think one of the reasons why I want to talk about Europa League Day is because it's a Thursday night. I mean, what else would any of us be doing? Um, you know, this is where the real competition is. That Champions League so last year. Overrated. Right? It's so, totally. I mean, there used to be some good teams in it. Now, I mean, what? The Farmers League are beating the best team in Spain nowadays? Come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well done, Pop, by the way. And it, and it means we get, also get to watch Emmerdale as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, God. People need to realise that Thursday nights is where it's at. Exactly. Okay? That's, that's all I'm saying. The trophy's bigger. I mean, what more do, What more proof do you need? This is the competition to be in. Um, all joking aside about that, how much... Right, let, let's just make an assumption a second. The assumption is that uh, Daniel Levy sat in the ivory tower or Hotspur Way or wherever he wants to sit and he's stroking his imaginary beard. And he's sat there and he's thinking, what the hell am I going to do? The team aren't doing well. The fans aren't very happy. Luckily, they're not in the stadium calling me every name under the sun every week. Um, but, you know, this, this is a problem. However, I'm paying this guy 15 million a year. He's got two and a bit years left on his contract. If I fire him then I ain't got no money to appoint anybody else. (laughs) So so what the hell am I going to do? Also, we're in a cup final. You know, he's got this incredible record. Maybe he can turn it around. So let's make the assumption that Daniel Levy has made the call in his head. Unless something drastic happens, Jose is not going anywhere this season. Okay? Mm -hmm. So we have got Jose for the season. The Europa League for me, based on our league form, and I, I use the word form in a kind of <laughs> form. I, I remember a non-existent form. way. Way, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I use form in the loosest possible sense. Um, if you were to look at the way we are in the Premier League, um, and the fact that the League Cup final is just a one-off game, shot it, whatever. Um, we, by the way, if we were to win the League Cup final then at least we're definitely in Europe next season. Oh my God, that is what we've come to now. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So, so anyway, park, park that. Park that over there. Um, so, Europa League date. Suddenly, this competition becomes huge. In my opinion, this competition has become the competition. There's nothing more you can do with the League Cup. It's a one-off game now. That's over there. We're out with the FA Cup. Still pissed about that, but it's, it's what it is. The League is... Just whatever. Mm. I mean, we're, we're six Europa points behind League. West Ham. I mean, I don't even look at the league table at the moment. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> that hurts me. That hurts me. Do you know, I've got one friend from school who's a West Ham fan. And he doesn't talk to me about football ever. I mean, ever. We just don't talk about it. We, we're both rugby lads as well. So if we talk, that's yeah. where we go. This week, I get a message from him, and the message doesn't have anything but the league table. And he just went, who'd have thought this when you appointed Mourinho? Oh, God. I've not replied yet, because no. every time I go to reply, my keyboard seems to have some sort of Tourette's syndrome. <laughs> um, so I've just kept my mouth shut. And I'm, there's another reason I've kept my mouth shut, and that's because our next league game is at West Ham. So yes. <laughs> I'm not going to go back and call him every name under the sun. And then us get thrashed by West Ham and just die of embarrassment. I'm hoping in some sacrifice to all my gods, I've managed to secure us a victory, solve my soul. And then I can message him and go, sorry, mate, what? Yeah, yeah. And But but that's a side point. But as I was saying about the Europa League, the Europa League is not only a chance of a European trophy, something that we in this part of North London do win. I think it is our only route now, despite we've been striking distance to the top four, of getting in the Champions League next season. Mm. And I think it has to be, for me, our absolute priority. Almost like all eggs go into this basket. If we finish ninth mid-table in the Premier League, it is bad for Tottenham. It is bad. But if we finish there and we lift the Europa League, so next season we're in the Champions League, and it means we've got the trophy thing off our back, 
I think the vast majority of Tottenham players, hierarchy and everyone will go, okay, it wasn't a good season, but damn, did we hit our goals. Mm. <laughs> and I think his fans watching us lift the Europa League would actually be quite a big thing. Um, getting into the Champions League again has all of the financial benefits and obviously is where we want to be. Not this season, because this season the Europa League's where it's at. <laughs> but next season, next season it would be good again. Um, I, I Just for me, if I was sat back and I was sort of planning where we are from here, it would be, okay, that's, that's the be-all and end-all now. Do, do you know, Sam, uh, I think we've, we've, this is how it feels like a little bit with us, with, with how the season's yeah. going. I think if you listen to our podcast from the beginning of the season to yeah. probably to the end, it's probably going to resemble that sketch on Monty Python when... He's, def- I think, he's, de- he's defending a thing, and he, ke- he gets his arms chopped off, and he's, he's yeah. at the best you've got, and then his, his legs get chopped off. Yeah, I, I feel like we're just like <laughs> eventually we, it's, it's going to come, it's going to come to like May, and we're going to be going. Well, if we finish eleventh, at least yeah. then. <laughs> oh, Matt, you're killing me. I, I was trying to be so positive and, and push forward, but you're absolutely right. We have we have become the Black Knight from the Holy Grail, and now I can't shake that. Come back here! It's just a flesh wound. I've chopped your arm off. No, you haven't. Yeah, I have. But Come I, back! I just, I'll cut your balls off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we're gonna like you're listening to the podcast at the start yeah, of the season. You're right. We're gonna win everything. Then we've gone. We're still in everything, and now we're like, well, we're out of the FA Cup, but we're gonna win the Europa League. I mean, fast forward a couple of months, and you'll be like, well, yeah. we, we've got the cup final, and we're in the, and we could possibly finish yeah, in the top half of the not, season. You're not wrong. You, you, you're completely right. I mean, <laughs> it is it is mental. Really. Um, we talk about like Tottenham being a bit of a roller coaster. The current Tottenham team is not a roller coaster. It's like you've fallen off of a cliff. <laughs> There's no, there's no like no upswing up. again. There's no, I, it's like we hit, we we got top of the league, and it's almost like the club went. I don't get this. I don't. We're in all competitions. We're top of the league. We're playing good football. This doesn't make sense. It doesn't sense. work. This doesn't, I, I, I know. I know. Everyone, everyone, right? We're on board with this, right? We got to crash this right now. Um. Yeah, it didn't make sense. I mean, up was down. You know, water wasn't wet anymore, and Tottenham were looking really good. Um, yeah. It's bizarre. It is really bizarre because when we were at top of the league, me and you both sort of said in 10 games time is when the reality will kick in of this is where we are. Because if in 10 games time we are still top, we're still in all the competitions, then wow, you know, that's, that's going some. Those 10 games came and went and, you know, wow, did it all crumble. Well, the thing, the thing um, is, Sam, reali- reality, yeah, I was gonna say, reality hasn't just kicked in. Reality has given us a huge kick in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Reality didn't kick in so much as it kicked us in the balls. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's nothing like a quick, swift kick in the nadgers from good old reality, reality to wake you up in the morning. Um, it, it just every time I've tried to sort of do this balance thing of like, okay, look, let's see where we are in the next phase of games because at the moment you know we're in these competitions etc and now we've lost the FA Cup but we are still League Cup finals there Europa League we've got that it's Europa League day woo <laughs> um, I I I spoke to Dan one of our admins and Dan made a very very good point to me and he laid out it was before the Man City game and he laid out the fixtures that were coming up and he basically said, do you think this is actually the kind of season-defining bit? And so many times, it's kind of an overused thing, because Sky Sports, BT Sports, like to overhype games. So they'll say things like, the biggest game of the season. This is a season-defining game. And it's never really. No. <laughs> you know, unless it's the last day of the season, and you're trying to win the title, and there's one point in it. You know, those are the games <laughs> that are season-defining. Mm. Um. But for us, Dan, I think's right. I think right now it kind of up until the League Cup final. Okay, so our period now up until the League Cup final, um, I don't think there's any question of Jose being sacked. I don't think before that final it's even going to enter anyone's minds 
unless he went on TV with a clan hood or something like that. <laughs> I, you know, we're talking, we're talking. You'd have to do something extreme, yeah, <laughs> to, to get fired. I, I'm in arm with Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All of a sudden, Josie does a press conference and says, "I've got the best football brain. I've got the best brain." Yeah. <laughs> um, unless he goes full Trump and like loses full it Trump. completely, he ain't gonna get fired before that. Before he ain't gonna get fired before the League Cup final. So if you work on the theory that up to that point we've got a number of league games, we've got the Europa League knockouts now back and that's going to roll, you know, that's going to keep going. So we're not really going to get a let up in games, it's going to be quite crazy and that, when you're in a bad run, can actually be a good thing Mm -hmm. because, you know, we play well against Wolfsburger tonight, get a good victory playing, playing well we then take that into the West Ham game and win there. All of a sudden, because the games come thick and fast, you can actually dig yourself out of the hole you're in. And by the time that League Cup final comes round, we could be back feeling confident. We win that. And all of a sudden, the feeling in the club isn't so much, oh, this is awful. It's, wow, we finally won a trophy and we're actually playing well again. Mm. Mm. And And that is why I think this period right now is actually the season. This is kind of... The Jose, this is it. This for Jose is manager of Tottenham Hotspur. This period now, up until that League Cup final, is it? Because I genuinely believe if the form stays as it is, which is patchy at best, <laughs> patchy is polite, <laughs> yeah. um, and we get to that League Cup final and we lose. My my biggest fear is not just losing that final, but being embarrassed in that final. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Losing a final three nil like we did that league game would be embarrassing for me. Above that would just be beyond mm. embarrassing for me because we're at a final. You shouldn't lose finals by that many. <laughs> yeah, sure. So that that is a fear. But if we then went there and lost, I genuinely believe I could be proven on horrifically, but I genuinely believe his position at the club would then be untenable. Because when you bring someone like him in, like Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville said, it is all about results and trophies and the ends justifying the means. And when you're not getting results, you're not winning the trophies that you're in the finals of, what's left? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Sam. It, it's, it is, for, for like you say, for Jose Mourinho, this is the defining period of this time. This is it. Like, like this it, is if, it. We, if we get knocked out of the Europa League by Wolfsburger, yep. we, we get yep. walloped. Uh, in the in the final of the League Cup, you're yeah. right. He, 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 he's going to have done. to go. It's done. Yeah, yeah it, it's completely. It's not worked. No. Um, and the analysis and all the reasons why it's not worked can be brought about. Jose will make his excuses. The club will blame him. Mm. The players will all look at each other and blame Sissoko. <laughs> um, <laughs> God damn it, Musa! Sorry, guys. Um, so, uh, it just. Is it for the me? And Dan kind of said it, and I looked at it, and I was like, "Yeah, I see what you mean by these games." But it's this period now, up until that League Cup final. It is thus. It is his whole Tottenham Jose Mourinho with Tottenham, because if you go to the positive, you go to the fact that we do get on a run of wins, we do lift that trophy, and we do carry that into the season. Then all of a sudden, this season could end potentially could end. All right, and I'm doing this laughing at myself as I do it. <laughs> but from where we are here, you could end the season with two trophies and in the Champions League next season. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, that, and Which that's is nuts you know, the thing that, that, considering how we feel right now. Yeah, completely. And, and that's the thing, Sam, isn't it? You know, like we laugh and joke about how, thing, how desperate things are at the moment. But yeah. football, look, look, over the course of a season, look at like when we were top. You had Man United and Man City mid-table. Yeah. You know, uh, Liverpool off the back of that that's last season. Look at where we are now. Like football is such an up and down. Like even with Chelsea, I mean, you know, when they they sacked Lampard, and now now they now they're they, they're on a run. You know, it, it just things changed during the course of the season. So as as much yeah. as we're we're really all fed up and down in the dumps at the moment, you you've hit the nail on the head. Come that end of the season, if we if and that's a big if if we if we've, we're in the Champions League with two trophies, then. This 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 part this this period of time in the season is going to be irrelevant, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, and that's 
And it would be nice to look back on and laugh at ourselves for being so down at yeah. one point. Yeah, absolutely. My, my fear, my fear is that this is the good bit. This is the highlight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're, our show after the eight 0 humbling in the League Cup final will look back on this and go, "Oh, how we, how good we felt then, and we had no idea." Yeah, yeah and um, at least we, at least we had hope this time. So. We did. We did have hope. So I said to you earlier on about you know my brain is kind of struggling with the whole i don't even know if i want to watch us in the league mm. final um i've been looking into something i've been looking into it for a while and i did say to you about we started this podcast um it during the world cup and it's the european football championships in the summer coming up apparently mm. um and i'd said i think i found a way that we can do alternative commentary for these games via youtube youtube live Spurs News has a YouTube channel, um, and I think I found a way of doing it. So I said to you about it, and we kind of, oh, that could be funny, and it could be an interesting thing, you know, going forward, should we ever want to do it for, like, big games for Spurs, etc. Mm-hmm. Basically, the podcast live whilst the game's going on, which could be hilarious, yes. by the way, especially <laughs> if we got Dan in it, because that, that kid goes bipolar during Tottenham <laughs> games. It's ridiculous. I, I love him the bits, but he really, he's like extremes. <laughs> It's like, yes, that's the best goal I've ever seen in my life. Get in. And we'll concede. It's like, God, we're crap. Why are we so crap? Can I, can I just say, Sam, before you carry on, we, we, uh, you, you, and, you and Dan were having a little bit of a discussion, shall we say, a heated discussion about Mourinho uh, yeah. last yeah, yeah, week. We did, yeah. And, and I, I, I did admit, I did have a little chuckle to myself because I, I put the gif in of you know Michael Jackson eating a popcorn. popcorn. Yeah, and you yeah, two yeah. were so going at it that you completely ignored yeah. that. And I was just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we yeah we we needed to we needed to get some shit said. Yeah, yeah. We, but that happens. You're made up at the end, don't you? Yeah. No, not at all. I, I'm I'm gonna kill him. He just don't know it. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Mind the door. Anyway. Um. So yeah. Um. I looked at that and I I think I've worked out how to do it. I think you have to have so many followers, so we'd have to kind of go onto the Facebook page and go, "Oi, all of you lot." Go and like our YouTube page because I need to get over this many to do it. But mm. if I do work it out and I manage to test it and it does work okay. By the way, for all the perverts that have messaged me last time I suggested this, one, no, it's not going to be visual. You're not going to see Laura, okay? I'm just going to put that out there right now. Luscious Laura and her dancing career and her OnlyFans, that's the way you see her, okay? You don't get her for free on YouTube via Spurs News. God, unbelievable I the messages know. I got about that. So I love it. People trying to get things for free as well, you know, just I know, you pay for it. it. Yes, yes nine ninety nine a month. It ain't a lot of money to no. see. And trust me, you see some stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I had no idea a ping pong ball could fire like that. But anyway, um, the if I can manage to do it, how do you fancy uh, me and you doing a live thing for the League Cup final? Mate, I am well up for that. You know I'm well up yeah, for that. Really? <laughs> I was so hoping you'd say no. <laughs> um, I, I can't. I'm like totally into. I need something to make me feel engaged and like. Do you know what? I'm definitely doing this because we're doing this and it's going to be okay no matter what it's going to be okay um so yeah all right i'm going to look into it um let us know drop us messages facebook instagram drop me an email sam at spursnews.co.uk i'd say email matt but he refuses to believe he's an av- he even has an email it, it was it's, it's, it was i was having a senior moment like because yeah, you, you, you said to, you said to me and i was like i'm <laughs> i'm pretty sure i've never had an email and then you just sent me a screenshot of you giving me an email <laughs> Like a year ago. It wasn't a year year ago, ago. Sam. It was when I first started three years ago. Give me a bit of credit. Uh, And I know you had it set up because I've got an email from you on it going, is this working? (laughs) Yes, Matt. Yes, it's working. Uh, I've hit my 40s now, Sam. You know, it was all down. (laughs) Like like Spurs' season, it's all downhill from now. (laughs) You you can't just keep blaming that for everything. Oh, I can't run a marathon. I'm over 40. I can't do this. Stop it. Um... But yeah, um, so the thing I want to end on, um, and I want to run this past you. So I, social media is like looking at a fandom of any sort through an absolute magnifying glass. So it, it feels like social media absolutely heightens things. So if you've got 60,000 people in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and Tottenham don't play well, you will have a collective kind of, oh God, this is crap. And then you'll have like a thousand people screaming blood. 
<laughs> because yeah. of the way social media works, it kind of like magnifies that thousand people and gives them a megaphone. Yes. So it's not always easy to kind of judge how every fan is feeling and the collective is feeling if you focus purely on social media. Now, there was an article a few days ago, um, and then it was out yesterday, I think. Uh, Dan Kilpatrick did it for the London Evening Standard, where he spoke to Tottenham season ticket holders who aren't on Twitter. They're not on Facebook. They don't engage social media at all. And he just asked them their opinions. And it kind of inspired me, because I know a number of Tottenham fans who were older, and uh, just my family and people, and they, you know, if I said, oh, do you want to go on Twitter? They'd ask me what it was, you know, <laughs> no clue at all. So I asked them, and the very first person I spoke to, uh, a guy who's been a season ticket holder for as long as I've been alive, he said to me, to be honest with you at the moment, the only good thing about a Tottenham game is it's one game closer to Jose being fired. That's quite damning, yeah, don't you think? Yeah, to be fair. This is a guy who, like I said, uh, 38 years and more, mm-hmm. been a season ticket holder at Tottenham. Sure. Um, his son, who's my age, again, so 30-odd years, he's had a season ticket as long as he could have one. His words were, I genuinely have got to the point where I think Daniel Levy has to go. He sacked Pochettino, he brought in Jose... And he said in that Amazon documentary, you know, this is on me. This is a risk. I'm taking it. We will find out if it's worked out. Well, Daniel, it's not worked out. This is the final nail in your coffin off your pip. Mm. I genuinely think a lot of people are feeling that. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, I think, do you know what? It's, I mean, how long has Levy been in charge now? With Fire Enoch? A long time, 21 years. 21 years. Like I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, about that. And, we, and we've won two League Cups in that period, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. dominated those two League Cups. So, so yeah. look, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate, you know, we, we talked about Chelsea and their rubles, and obviously there's Man City mm-hmm. with, you know, their billions and billions yeah. so they're t- teams you know they've got and, and he and leave like you know we've said hundreds of times Levy's we know how Levy works we, we, he's yeah. not gonna he's not the you know we're not gonna get hundreds of millions thrown at the club well, so Joe, we, Joe Lewis don't do it no exactly <laughs> Joe, yeah so yeah. We, we're never we're never gonna have bought success so so obviously in that 20 odd years uh Levy Enoch they're like right okay this is how we're gonna we're gonna do things you know and it, and, and I've always yeah. thought with with Levy and like I said this before I know he's a he's a diehard Tottenham fan. He's got Tottenham in his heart. It, yeah. Although it's a business, and and you know they've they've, they've not treated it as a charity. It, it is a business. Mm-hmm. I do believe that he has. It's, it's always been his intention to build a successful. I mean, obviously you've got the stadium. You know the the, the, the infrastructure is all there, but he's all he's made too many for me. Too many mess. Too many fuck ups. Basically, yeah. with with with. And, and and I know we've gone through, and I apologise to everyone who listens every week because we we always repeat you know, a lot of his mistakes, and I'd, I'd always go to the, the greedish one that'd be always a, a big one for me. You know, it it just it's incredible how how he how he could mess that one up. But this yeah. is this has been Levy for me. Um, Mourinho has been his final throw of his di- of the dice. You know, he's, he's thrown the dice right. I, I haven't managed, I haven't been able to get that right formula. This is my this is my final final throw of the dice, and if it does go as wrong as it is going, and we end up the end of the season mid table with not a single trophy, yep. then he, he's going to have to just say, "Look, I can't do it anymore. I can't. I yeah. give up. You know, this yeah. is nothing I do seems to work, and yeah. you, I'm going to have to hand the reins over to a multi billionaire. Fingers crossed. Even even if yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff Bezos yeah, just please. walked up and said, please, Jeff. hey, how about we call this my Amazon Stadium, and how about I buy us a new team? I mean, I mean, he could, he, um, he could pay for a new team." With with a, with a day's interest, couldn't he? <laughs> yeah, it's depressing. Isn't it? Um, uh, so the next one, and th- this one, I think is going to hit you. All right. So I want you to prepare yourself emotionally. Go on, mate. You ready? Yeah, go on. So th- this is a friend of mine. He's a guy in his sixties. Gave up my season ticket. Genuinely made me cry. A man and boy, I've been going to Tottenham, but I'm done. I love the club. But it's got to the point it felt like a mentally abusive relationship. The love was always going to be there, but for my own sanity, I've had to walk away. I, I, uh, by the way, this is genuine. This is someone I know. 
This isn't just some hyperbole on Twitter or Facebook where someone's making a statement. This is someone I know, and I didn't know this. I I literally just said to him, oh, you know I do that podcast. He then said, what the hell is a podcast? (laughs) For the fifth time, Michael! (laughs) Um, And and that was was it. I I had no idea, but yeah, last week he, he... gave up I, yeah sam I, I i do i do see where he's coming from like you know don't get me wrong like i i, I um I, I know the you know like I, i've always i always tell you I, i've made friends with the guys to the left and to the right of me who, yeah, who i yeah. sit with and both of them have said they're, they're considering it but if i'm honest i don't think i would okay because look say say for example i had my season ticket um in, in the George Graham era, for example, and and it would be the yeah. same, wouldn't it? Oh fuck this, man! It's just this is just I can't I can't be doing this club anymore. They're, the soul's being ripped from it. But you, you just don't know what's going to happen in the future, do you? You, you don't. And and, and I, I do feel a bit like um, almost feel like the, the the Black Knight analogy. I feel like that a bit. You know, like you know, here's me saying you don't even know, it, but we probably might have another thirty years of just this. But but I just feel like. Look, Spurs are, my, Spurs are my club. Spurs will always be my club. Spurs, my heart beats Spurs. Like you know, it always will. And as much as we're 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 suffering um, this dross that we're having to put up with, you know, no, the, the passion, we the passion's dying with us, you know. But yeah. look, say say for example, right? Say for example that this this we that we have this the season just goes from bad to worse and it's a shocker it's a shit season like like we finish 11th no trophies yeah. it has been an absolute shock right yeah. we sack Mourinho and and I don't know his name so can you you must know him the, Julian Nagels yeah he comes in right breathes yeah. a, fre, 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 a breath of fresh air into the club we start playing attacking football again we start playing like the Poch era, era and, and, and it's exciting to watch Spurs again then look I'll be like oh Christ man someone's sitting in my seat and I'm like I want to be there yeah. in the ground watching the football you know I, I, I 100% get you and I would be exactly the same as you the thing I'd say about my friend is he is 62 I think or 63 63 this year in March in fact he has been going as a senior goaler to Tottenham, travelling from uh, the Gloucester area for forty something years. Sure, you know it's, it's a long way for a home yeah, game. Yeah, of course, you know? of course. <laughs> that think of the money that that's cost him in trains, planes, automobiles, plus the ticket price, plus the food, plus everything. He often takes his kids or you know grandkids now. Mm. That is a dedication for his entire life, and for him to give that up, I think just point you know because he was so with the new stadium. You remember that video? Of that guy walks in the stadium and he holds his hand to his chest, looking around. And everyone's kind of laughed about it because it's like, oh wow, mate, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he when he walked into that new stadium for the first time, I'll never forget. It, he messaged me and just went. This feels like all of the sacrifice being sat in White Hart Lane behind a post sometimes, yeah, you know. Yeah. All all the years of kind of like <clears throat> waiting for this club to explode is finally it's finally happened. We're you know, we've arrived. We are finally a club this gonna try. And it feels to me like almost like because of that, because of that feeling of like we got to the Champions League final, we were playing great football for a few seasons. This new stadium's incredible. We are finally, we finally arrived, and then since then it's been just a downward slide into crap. It feels like that was that was too much. He, you know, he, he's had that's it. He's done. Um, it, it's incredibly sad. I mean, I even said to him, mate, if you've not given it up yet, don't just hang on, no, just, just wait. But yeah, he'd yeah. he, he, he gone through the process. He he just said, I got to walk away for a while and. I got respect him for it. So um, th- that's it. That's the show this week. Um, I did speak to my brother yesterday briefly, and he's still hoping that Jose is going to turn this around. My brother is a Jose optimist. I'm a Jose pessimist <laughs> right now. So our conversations are getting increasingly funny. Um, but I, um, the one thing I'm just going to say is I love this club, and I'm Tottenham till I die. That's not just a not just a thing I throw around to put about there. It's true. Um, I, I enjoy the interactions I have with the fans um, on the Facebook page a lot of the time. Um, I enjoy the podcast that me and you do. I enjoy the fact that people are listening to us, messaging, and are kind of sharing their own stories of, yeah, you know, 
I, I get how you feel and this is how I feel. Uh, genuinely, I do. And I think as a group, as a collective, we'll call like this our podcast club. Um, we're all going to get through this together. Yeah, of course we are, Sam. Listen, listen, look. Mourinho's not going to like even if he won us a couple of trophies or whatever, he's yeah. not going to be around for, for, forever. You know, no, no one, no, no one's going to. He's a footnote in our history. Yeah, all we've got, all we've got to focus on is the fact that look, we're all Tottenham fans, okay? We, we all st- all stick together, and just that that yeah. big cockerel up there on the in the on the stadium, that's us. Pl- yeah. Players come and go, managers come and go, owners come and go, but it will always it's always our Tottenham. No, and that's how we should leave this week. Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully to talk about a thumping victory over West Ham because, man, do I need that to happen. <laughs> uh, but regardless, no matter what, we'll be back. Everyone take care. We'll speak next week. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page with over 60,000 fellow Tottenham fans at facebook.com slash Spurs News.